Hi friends, my name is Jody Swee and I am a life coach and spiritual director traveling the country with my family in an RV as we seek the joy in the journey. I've been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you will discover that you do too. Hey, a little side note before we start today's episode. I believe that so much of our anxiety and worry can be healed by understanding and living out of the love of Jesus. But I also believe in modern medicine and the role it plays in our lives. Sometimes it's just a chemical imbalance and we need some help so we can pursue what Jesus has for us. I take an antidepressant every day and I'm a big fan. So if your anxiety or worry is just not abating, please go see a doctor and get things checked out. Now, let's get this party started. We're going to start by claiming this space for our peace and transformation. Take a few deep breaths, really good ones that you have to think about, and acknowledge that Jesus is there with you. Breathe in and out. I'll wait. In Matthew 28, 20, he promises that he will be with us always. So wherever you find yourself right now, look for where he is. Is he sitting next to you? Is he standing behind you with his hand on your shoulder in support? Picture where he is and breathe in his presence for another minute. Lord Jesus, show us the way. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So today we're continuing to ponder what the Bible says about anxiety. Last time we looked at Psalm 94 and how hard it was for even the people who were trusted to write the Bible, how hard it was for them to stay firm in their beliefs and not get anxious and doubtful. If it's hard for the, those people, then it's okay that it's hard for us. It's actually a normal part of the human experience to wrestle with what we are experiencing in this physical realm versus what we know to be true in our hearts. But that's why we have the Bible, the glorious, wonderful, mysterious Bible, because it guides us in how we can wrestle well through these very real circumstances. And that's what we're pondering today in Luke 12, under the section that's literally titled, don't worry. Now, I'm going to be reading a passage that might be familiar to some of you, but I'm reading it from a lesser known translation. Luke 12. Here we go. Take a deep breath. And let's listen. Jesus taught his disciples, saying, listen to me. Never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing. For your life is infinitely more than just food or clothing. I'll read it again. Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Listen to me. Never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing. For your life is infinitely more than just food or clothing. Now he goes on to talk about the birds and how they don't have to worry about such things and that God just takes care of them. And then Jesus says, isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Be carefree in the care of God. Be carefree in the care of God. 
easy for you to say Jesus, son of God, who never experienced sin or separation from him. Oh, wait, except for that little bit of time on the cross and... Oh, that whole sweating blood thing when you were having feelings about having to endure the cross. Okay, so maybe you're not completely without understanding of our situation. But still, to be carefree? Come on, really? This is yet another reason why I love the Bible. It's like Jesus hears me in this conversation that's happening in my head, and he responds. Because listen to what he says in the next part. He says... Does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one day? So if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, why would you worry about God's care of you? Woo! One more time for you in the back. Here we go. Jesus says, does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one day? So... If worrying adds nothing, but actually subtracts from your life, why would you worry about God's care for you? Okay, so maybe you have a point, dude. But do you know how hard it is, Jesus? Do you know how hard it is to let go of our worries? But he's not done. He keeps going. So now he starts to talk about the flowers and how beautiful they are without even trying. Then he poses this question. If God can clothe the fields or the meadow with grass and flowers, can't he clothe you as well? Oh, struggling one with so many doubts. I'm pretty sure you guys, that's my favorite part of this whole section. I think I'm going to change my name to Oh, struggling one with so many doubts. It's so much more descriptive and honest than just Jody. But Jesus isn't done yet. He's going to get through to us no matter what. So then he says, I repeat it. He's saying, for you in the back, let me say it again. Don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. Each and every day, he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. Aha, found it. What we can actually do to help us become people who worry less and trust more. And it's not just... Let go and let God. Did you hear it? I'll read it again. Jesus says, I repeat, don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. Each and every day, he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. It says that he will supply our needs as we seek his kingdom passionately above all else. What does seeking his kingdom actually mean for us today? Okay, you guys, I have to be honest. I seriously thought when I got to this part of the Devo that it would be really easy to describe God's kingdom. But it turns out it's more like trying to find Uganda on the map. I know what continent it's on. I've even visited there, but I couldn't point it out on a map to you. It's the same way with God's kingdom. I kind of sort of understand what it means, and I think I've experienced it, but explaining it is actually kind of hard. All I can do is kind of point in the general direction and trust the Holy Spirit to give you the finer points. 
You see, to seek the kingdom of God means to trust that God is in charge, that he is doing something good in the midst of all of it that is bigger than you. It doesn't mean you don't matter, but it does mean that there might be bigger things at play than what you can see. The reason that it's hard to describe God's kingdom with any detail is because it's not a static place. It is a dynamic place that changes depending on where you are in your life and what's going on. But don't worry, we're not being asked to just get rid of our worries through sheer force of will. We're being invited to move it out of a place of importance from which we make decisions about life. To move our worries out of that place and start asking, what might God be doing in this situation? That's seeking the kingdom of God. Now, I have kind of, it, you might think it's a it's a silly example. I do not. Um, but this feels very real to me because a few months ago, actually two, so not a few, just two, uh, I lost my cat. His name is Arlo. Arlo is the best. We all love him. Somehow when we were in South Carolina, he got out of Susie B, the RV, and we don't know what happened to him. And we, we waited around for him. Like we were supposed to leave the next day. And when we couldn't find him, we ended up staying a week. John and I were taking turns sleeping outside and hoping he would come back. I was devastated. We kind of pulled up our whole lives from where we lived in the Midwest and started this journey in this RV. And so like everything's out of the ordinary and we're doing all these new things. There wasn't a whole lot that's been kind of constant except our family and for me, Arlo. John describes Arlo as my support animal. Anyway, when we lost Arlo, I felt like it was the last straw. Like I was I literally sat at a picnic table calling for him and crying for like 3 days in a row. Like it was it was really hard and devastating. And I was asking all sorts of questions of God. I was doubting whether or not God cared about me. There's been so much other upheaval in my life. Why would you allow Arlo to be taken from me? He's such a small thing that's so meaningful to me. And I was just, it was a struggle. But somewhere along the line, I started to think about seeking God's kingdom. Meaning, okay, what could God be doing with me losing Arlo that is bigger than me? And I started, I decided that Arlo got out of, this is, this is the story I told myself, Arlo got out of our RV and someone found him and whomever found him was so very lonely and had nobody and was on the point of not wanting to be alive anymore. And so they took Arlo thinking he was a stray and they took him in their RV and they took off for the other side of the country. And Arlo is what this person needed to keep going. Okay, guys, I don't know. That's that's probably not what happened. Who knows? I can't even, who knows what happened to Arlo. But that picture allows me to put in perspective that God's kingdom is at play here, that God is working on something that's bigger than me, and that my pain compared to what he is doing is, is less. I still have moments, so many moments when my heart aches and I begin to doubt and worry. I miss him and I'm like, what happened to him? But then I make a choice to put my trust in God and believe that he's doing something beautiful and good in this world through my loss of Arlo. 
that is bigger than my pain. That is the kingdom of God. Trusting that God is good. Trusting that God can do all things. And what he is doing is actually bigger and more beautiful than my pain. And eventually, whether here on earth or when I get to heaven, I'll get to share in it with him. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18 says so. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I look forward to the day when I will get to know how me losing my beloved support animal, how God used that to do something good in this world. I look forward to that day. In the meantime, I will continue to wrestle my doubt and anxiety, not only in that area of my life, but in all the other areas of my life where that comes up. I'll continue to wrestle that with my trust and seek the kingdom of God. So how about you? What does it look like for you to seek the kingdom of God right where you are? Where do you need to trust that God is doing something bigger than you can see? And that it will be better than the pain or doubt you're experiencing right now. I'd like to give you a little space here to talk to Jesus. What do you need to say about all this? What do you need to hear? I'll let you two work that out where you're at. I encourage you to take a couple of deep breaths as you step into that conversation during this short music interlude. Lord Jesus, I pray that each person who is listening today is able to either see you or hear you or sense that you are near, that you are with them, that you are leading them, and that you are leading them to something that is good and pure and holy and whole, that you are doing something bigger than what we can see and we might not get it we might not understand it we are going to choose to trust you i pray that you would help my friends have the courage to trust you and seek the kingdom of god now now it's your chance to pray for your people ask the lord to show you who needs prayer today and then go ahead and pray for them during these next couple of beats Okay, that's it for today. I'm going to end with one of the last things Jesus says in this section on not worrying. And I pray that you hear his invitation and trust that he means it. Jesus says, Don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with all its promises. Thank you so much for listening to Live Idlewild with a one who struggles with doubt all the time. If you love this podcast, there are three ways you can support what I'm doing. 
One, you can go on over to Patreon and you can become a patron and be a part of some things I'm doing over in that world. The second way is you can share this podcast with others. The third thing you can do if you are enjoying this podcast is leave a rating or a comment. Thanks so much. That's it for me. Until next time, my friends, may you live in the love and joy of Jesus and allow it to grow wild within you until it overflows to others.